Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of I'm your host Adrian, and joining me is me. Hi, Adrian. We're here to talk about serious business this week. I know. We're back again really fast. Yeah, assuming that, assuming that I edit this, edit this reasonably quickly, we're back fast. Because we had to just... This has been burning. This has been on our minds all day. Well, actually, it's been on your mind all day. I've actually had room to think about other things. I did not. I'm obsessed. Today, we come up with the list. Uh, we try and put together um, a list of our sort of top, our top games. Yes, we've done it um, in such a way that neither of us know what is on our favourite our favorites list. Yeah, we've come, we've come up with lists, personal lists separately, and now we're going to try and combine them, yes. squish them together. And make an, a definitive, alternative best list. Well, I don't really... We'll this, I guess we'll get into that, really. We don't really know how we're going to... How, how it's going to work out at the end. How we're going to do. I mean, we sort of... Um, we threatened in the last episode to come up with two lists and that's kind of what we've done in this case but we'll see maybe we'll amalgamate them maybe we'll so do separate ones what, what Adrian has asked me to do is to come up with a list of fa- my my personal favourites and also a mainstream favourites game is that is that correct Adrian because like yeah. you've changed your mind about 50 times today well that's what you think I think I've been totally consistent no you haven't um, you really haven't <laughs> oh and if you have you've just been consistent in your own head and only shared the information afterwards well this is how it, <laughs> this is how it works okay um we therefore, for you therefore top 10 you're just trying to make it so okay. easy for yourself My so it's a top it's a top 10 you know all well apparently best. it's a top 10 list for you and I only get 5 games no that's not true Whatever, I don't want anyway, to talk to you right now. Anyway, so it's a top 10 uh, best games of all time list according to what I consider sort of the mainstream standards, mainstream games, big games. And then on the flip side, as well, to come up with another list of the top five stroke 10 stroke whatever alternative, uh, best we alternative should, games. We should just we should just start this all over again because I don't, I, I think you need to just be very clear from the start. With who? With you or with, a, the, with our podcast with audience? podcast audience. Guys, we're going to make it up as we go along. Please forgive me. <sighs> okay, so okay. do you want to... How are we going to do this? Are you going to go first? I'm going to go first. Who's... Um, well, which one do you want to start with? The, I think... The mainstream list or the alternative list? Yeah, we can do the mainstream list first because yeah. that's in, uh, less interesting really for me. Okay, can I say as, a, as the kind of preamble for the mainstream list as... I had a pretty broad definition of what mainstream was. It, in Me my too. in my head, it was basically games that have appeared on other people's best games of all yes. time list. That was basically how I thought. And I only have five games on that list. So you didn't come up with any sort of, you know, six, seven, you no, know, leftovers. No, I stuck to the rules. Okay. Oh. Well, I've got I've got thirteen on my list. So okay. Well, you have to choose the, the top. Five of that thirteen. That's that, the whole yeah. point of a top five list. Well, guess what? I've numbered them. So guess what? It's it's all done. Okay. I'm sorted. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Yes. So, what's your number five? So my number five, drum roll please, is Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube. Okay. My number five is is Pokemon. What? Well, just Pokemon? All <laughs> no, no, no. Blue, red, yellow. Oh, okay. I think that's good. Yeah. 
I think that's good. I think that's quite a good, quite a good um, balance. Mm-hmm. I put in um, Smash Brothers because I played the original Smash Brothers on N64. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then the GameCube came out, and Smash Melee came out shortly after the GameCube launch. And I just thought, wow, it's improved on everything. This game's amazing. I mean, I've played it for literally hundreds of hours, and I don't think. Um, multiplayer games often get on these kinds of lists the, the best games ever mm. like multiplayer centric ones but in this case this is a kind of exception I'm pretty sure I've seen this on some you know very high up very high up on some people's lists so I thought you know what the hell I've played so many hours of it mm. it's great <clears throat> the, re- the reason I chose Pokemon is because it's just iconic and it ne- for some reason yeah. never gets on top 10 lists and I thought that was a bit of a strange omission is that, is that am I wrong? well yeah I think I mean it's a, obviously it's a totally iconic game but you're right I don't think I've really seen it on but, but obviously it's a mainstream enough game it's incredible obviously it's, argue that no one's going to argue that but yeah. I mean the thing is I think that on I do think that there are other much better games but I do think this game for me has an incredible like it was part of my childhood it's part of everyone's childhood that I know I can still pretty much name all 151 Pokemon and and I think you know that's kind of the fact that it, that, that it made me feel like I could memorise that number of meaningless characters is kind of... Uh, it's special. It's special. It made me yeah. feel special. And yeah, that's the reason why I chose Pokemon. I mean, I do think that gold and silver are objectively better, but I think that there's something about the, the originals the that has one. a kind of special draw. Yeah, and I think actually with both of my lists, I've tried to um, prioritise, rather than trying to think, you know, what other games that other people consider the best, I've tried to prioritise games that have had a big impact on me personally. You know, in my kind of gaming life, or whatever you want to call it. All right, so what's your number four, Maya? Civ 2. <laughs> I knew that Civilization was going to appear somewhere on. Civ okay. 2, yeah. And I, don't, I did think maybe I should put Civ 2 on my personal list, but I do think Civ is such a mainstream game, yet again, it's never on. Yeah, top th- 10. Yeah, yeah. It's usually top 20. It's usually I've, quite I've high up. I've seen it. Yeah, I've definitely seen but it. But yeah. I, I think that Civ 2... I did think maybe Civ 4, but I think Civ 2 has a kind of special place in... in um, for you, yeah. Well, and not actually, just for me, actually, but no, in history, right. historically, yeah. it was it was kind of a groundbreaking game. It's true, And yeah. just, it's a freaking awesome game. Yeah. Although yeah. It's, quite, it's kind of funny because I know that obviously you're basing that on what I think most people consider like the nerfed version, the, the PS1 version as opposed to the PC one. The PC one, I think, is quite different. But, I mean, I've played Civ 4. It's the same as Civ 2, really, isn't it? It's just slightly... You know, they, they modify... They the, modify only the purists kind of will, would, would sort of shake their heads at you. But, no, I, I do yeah. think that, that Civ 2 is just a really clever game. I mean, I share the opinion, I think, of a lot of people that I just really love the very, very start... Right after you switched off the annoying music and turned it to a more, you know, normal music. Oh, the music is... <laughs> Painful. The default music. The default music is bad. But but once you change, thank God they give you alternatives. Otherwise, otherwise it would be down. It would be off the top hundred. It probably would be. But I just love the very first start when you have a settler and it's like there's all this unexplored territory. It just makes me feel so excited. Just oh, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Thanks. So my number four is knights. Into Dreams for Sand. Wow, okay, that really um, surprises me. It's does the, it? I, I it's was, on the mainstream list. Yeah, wow. I mean, I did I did kind of struggle, I thought. Mm. I completely forgot that Knights existed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was, I wanted to have Knights and Super Mario 64. I've got Super Mario 64 at number seven. Um, 
but I think Knights because I've played it more recently it's more kind of fresh, fresh. And fresh in my mind and I'm it's just, also more fresh in general like cons- which well, one is aged better true. aged better you know yeah well Knights hasn't really been iterated on in the same way but yeah I just Knight. well I mean my love we've of, spoken so much say, about we've got, Knights we've done, we've done a whole 40 minute podcast on just dedicated to Knights alone mm. so, so my kind of love for that game is kind of well documented at this point but yeah I just couldn't resist everything about it yeah okay All right. great I, uh, do you want to go with your number three? Yes. Uh, my number three is Mario Galaxy 2. Nice. I, I This is this was one a very difficult one to pick, my number three. I don't know why. Everything else is easy, but the number three was difficult because it was just kind of... I have several things that I could have put in instead. Like, I did consider other, other alternatives, basically. But I think when I played this, and also watching you play it as well, it kind of made me feel the kind of way you feel about Knights, that this was a groundbreaking game, but it was very, you know, it's a very, it's quite a new game, quite. Mm. And I just, I don't know, it just, it just seems to me, like, the, the, the gameplay is unique. It's, it's kind of does that wonderful thing that Mario games are kind of famous for and Zelda games are kind of famous for reinventing the wheel. And, and I think that, that kind of, yeah, I don't know. It was good. It, it is a great, it is a great game. And I think it's, um, I think it's so polished. I think that's that's the thing. And I've got, obviously, like I said, I've got Mario 64 and number seven. I don't have Galaxy or Galaxy 2 on my list because I kind of figured that you would have them on, on yours. Okay, that's, that's crazy right. that you... I'm playing a game here. <laughs> wow. I'm playing a really tough I game. I just came in this not knowing what the rules were. Just not barely, barely even... You're the one wandering around the pen and paper all I've day. I've been planning this for that's weeks. Apparently so. Okay. And I've, well. been, I've anticipated your every move. It's not a get. It's not. Oh my god! It's not a competition. Yes, it is. Okay, fine, whatever. Anyway, good what's, choice. What's your number three? My number three is Resident Evil Four. Okay. Um, I'm guessing you're going to have this somewhere on your list. You don't need to say where, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like a roller, you know, massive roller coaster of a game, and it just, it's a long game, but it just keeps going and keeps going, and it, and you don't get bored. That's the thing. It keeps sort of. Um, it puts on enough twists and all this kind of stuff, keeps it fresh, and I really enjoy it. You know, you enjoy it all the way through, and I've played it several times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wii version, I think, is the best, is the definitive one. Mm. And it's, I mean, I played it first on GameCube, loved it, played it again on GameCube, loved it, uh, and then played the Wii version and, and loved it again. So it's really great, replayable and stuff. I wanted to mention very quickly, I don't think I've mentioned this before uh, at any point, that um, once I went to like a uh, a Christmas party thing with with one of my friends, and he's really into horror games. Uh, and there were about ten of us, or twelve of us, or something. And my friend forced me to play Resident Evil Four in front of all of the people there. And we're talking most of the people there don't play video games, not interested in games at all. And it was just that I think they were looking for like something on TV or something, and there was nothing on. So my my friend was he jumped at the opportunity. Adrian, play Resident Evil Four for us. And so I played Resident Evil 4 in front of like 10 people, which was very intimidating. And we got through the whole of the first chapter, but the people who didn't play games and the people who did were really enjoying it because it's so, you know, it's just 
fun to watch and and really and fun to play. I mean, I was I was having performance anxiety. Yeah, say, I mean, playing in front of that this many is, people. This is some insight into how weird your friends are. That's, yeah, what, that's what I'm going to say. I know. My friend. Hashtag <laughs> awkward party time. <laughs> my friend loved. I mean, I was thinking, what about Smash Brothers? How about something more? I was like, no. No. Adrian, you have to play Resident Evil Four. But you, you, every time you tell, because you've heard, I've heard this story so many times. You always had this massive grin on your face when you're like, but he forced me to play. The, he forced me. It, you know, I can say no, but you you loved it. You loved I it. I didn't really enjoy it at the time, but in re, in retrospect, yeah, it's, it's it was definitely really, a good anecdote. It was that's a really interesting sure. experience. And the, okay. other, and the the final other thing to mention with Resident Evil Four is that it has mercenaries. Which I is know, like, which to be honest, like, come on, why did they not make that into a you know? They did. They set? actually did. They on the 3DS they released it. Just okay. Resident Evil Mercenaries. Can but we... you know what, Mercenaries is a is like a brilliant game in and of itself. Okay, second one. Do you do you want me to do mine or? Yeah, you do yours. Mine is Ocarina of Time. Okay. Mm. And I had to have Ocarina because because I you know I I feel like in the last podcast my um. Views were slightly um like not really representative of how I felt about Zelda as as one of our commenters. I think was a bit kind of like you know yeah I mean I don't well, know you were slagging off Wind Waker because Wind Waker isn't a complete <laughs> game okay maybe maybe if your thing is wandering around a massive ocean don't get me started on this Adrian don't, don't, don't I, I don't mean I didn't mean to okay get back to get back to yes Ocarina you did of time. you little shit stirrer anyway. It's not a complete game, so I'm allowed to slag it off if I want to. Anyway, um, the reason why I chose um, Ocarina of Time is because I, I, I feel like I've come around to this game in, in a kind of weird journey-like way because my brother was much more... When I was growing up, my brother was the one who was much more into RPGs. and the, What he used to say about it was that there was a lot of grass and he found that very boring. And <laughs> and the, the problem... So for years, I just went around with this feeling of, well, well, you know, my big brother can't be wrong, which obviously, I don't know why I would think that because I think he's wrong about everything else. But but yeah, like, I don't know. So, I, so but then um, I... You know, when was I think it was when I was like 21, maybe or something like that, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you played it and I watched you play the whole thing and I played parts of it as well. And it just, I finally understood why everyone is so obsessed with it and like why my brother was wrong. Because, because was that your first Zelda game? Uh, yes, it was. It was. In a way, that's unfortunate because I don't think any game, any Zelda game, kind of comes up to it. Because- well, it's just impressive, really. I guess that you that you think that some people would probably argue the opposite and say, well, if you played Ocarina, you kind of got the basics, and then you go on to bigger, better. You know, like you go what? on to other ones. Well, the thing I don't agree with that opinion myself. My my sense with the with the Ocarina is that it's very fast paced it drops you in the in the action very quickly yes. compared to other 3D Zelda yes. games it's not trying to do too much which is exactly that's kind of what, exactly what you said if that's, you see what I'm trying to say yeah yeah. yeah. it's yeah. not trying to do too much but it's just the right amount to be engrossing and interesting and and it's just fun fun like it's just very fun it's like it's, the gameplay is very very tight uh, yeah I really enjoy yeah. it that's what that's my feeling the one thing I would say is that I do feel like I was struggling because I wondered whether I would rather put Majora's Mask on but because this is a mainstream list and not a personal list I feel like that's to me uh, I know I know. obviously Majora's Mask did very well but do you see what I'm trying to say? yes okay anyway, I what's your number two? so my number two is Majora's Mask <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Fact, I'm just going to say it up front as well. My number one is Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, okay. You're yeah. ruining it. Yeah, well. Can I ruin mine? Yeah. My number one is Resident Evil 4. I knew it. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I don't know that's why. That's good. In a way, that's good. That makes our job much easier because we've got this crossover. Yes, when we're compiling out it finally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had a tough time deciding with, with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I put Ocarina of Time first, basically for the kind of reasons that you said. I feel, I feel like Ocarina of Time is has better gameplay than Majora's Mask just in terms of why is Majora's Mask on your list I just love the I love the atmosphere I love the weirdness um, the quirkiness it is such a good game I love the weirdness of it and and I think they also one of the major step ups from the from Ocarina to Majora's Mask is that the cutscenes are much better in Majora's Mask Mm. like they're direct they've got a lot more character the way they're they're directed, it really gets the weirdness mm. across much better. Ocarina of Time has some creepy bits Elements, in it, like yeah. the Skulltula, Skulltula House, House of Skulltula, mm. and all that stuff. But in Majora's Mask, it's there in the cutscenes, and it's and it's and kind of throughout. Everyone's a bit dotty. It's throughout, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just felt like they're different enough that. They don't. They don't really cancel yeah. each other out. And yeah. I decided just how to the reason them. I have Resident Evil Four as the number one top mainstream game. No it, wonder you wanted me to be quiet earlier. Yeah, I know. What and you knew that it was going to be on my on the list as well, but you just had to blab on and on and on as usual. Anyway, um, so Resident Evil Four. The reason, yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you said, but the reason I think it's number one for me is because I feel like even if you don't think you will like it, you will love it. Even if you don't think that you're kind of into the action game, like for me, I'm not an action game person. I'm, I'm, you know, I hold my hands up. My reflexes are terrible. So I feel like Resident Evil 4, because it's just so freaking well paced, like at the end of every chapter, you just get this says, okay, it's the end of the game. And it can't, you almost feel like, do I want it to be the end game? I don't want it to be the end of the game. And then this whole other set piece or other thing happens and just blows your mind. The, The movement between environments this game more than any other game manages to like straddle the border of between movie kind of and action and the dynamics between that so the atmosphere of a film so immersive the environment so immersive like even if you think of the monastery with the weird monk people and the weird giant thing and it's just very it's kind of like almost b-movie type immersive film thing but the action keeps it very like a class gaming so it's very it's got a very very well balanced it's not cheesy at all sort of the the story is but the cheesy but the gameplay the gameplay gameplay it's it's just like wow yeah it's just it totally blew my mind i was just like oh yeah i I couldn't believe how much how good it was yeah i'm talking about the wii version as well so yeah yes I would say with Resident Evil 4, when I, I remember um, when I first played it, I'm sorry, I've got so many anecdotes about Resident Evil 4, know, about man. nothing else. But um, when, um, you know, when you come to the end of the village, which is like the first couple of chapters are in the village, and do you know you have the village in the daytime, and then, it, and then there's, a, there's a story scene, and then it's night, and then the, you fight a boss in the night, I think, or something like that. And it felt like that could have been the whole game right there and then. And then you go to the castle... Like you said, the weird, the cre- creepy monks and stuff. And I, t- the first time I played it, it was just, wow, it keeps going. And the funny thing is that then there's about five of those kind of environments throughout the game. And I was only, I was wowing at the second one. Mm. Just, I can't believe this is still going. I think there's even more. just the simple fact that the the zombies, inverted commas, are human they look human they do not look like when that first I was blowing my mind it was just really <laughs> exactly 
now you're ma- I feel like you're making me fun of my number one choice. What do you hilarious. Could we have a break? Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back after a after a quick break. Um, you've got to do some last minute adjustments, is it? To your no, I don't <laughs> have any adjustments to do. I just need to go rip up your copy of Wind Waker. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we'll be back in just a minute. Bye-bye. We're back. It's the second half, round two. You know, like I said, with the one, the the previous list, I feel like we were talking. I felt like I'm talking about games that are on other people's lists, and that's why that they seem acceptable and kind of warrant the title of best best, best game ever. Mm. Whereas these are more <laughs> personal picks, picks that are you know, they're the kind of games that aren't put, aren't put on lists, at least not in the top, whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, May, do you want to kick us off okay. with your number five? Okay, um, this this one I'm putting it on because I do think it's a future classic and even though, that again, there's this unforgivable part in the storyline, I still think it's a really good game and that's Xenoblade. Nice. <laughs> and I thought that, I really didn't know what, whether, I mean, I don't know why exactly I went for Xenoblade because there are other games that I, I haven't got on the list like Silent Hill 2 which are more meaningful to me and more important to me in, in, in many ways but Xenoblade would not be on a top 10 list as of yet I suspect that later in later years it will probably be on the top 20 and maybe top 10 but mm. I just feel like this game changed the rules for RPGs and I just feel like it deserves to be on my top 5 personal favourites we're thinking of doing a podcast entirely dedicated to Xenoblade so I'll save yeah you you, you don't say anything else but I think I just want to let the listeners know we do quite good impressions quite uncanny impressions (laughs) I'd say of some of the characters in Xenoblade but we're going to hold back for now you're going to hold back god it must be so hard are you going to hold back I'm so holding back okay yeah what's your number five my number five is Excite Bike 64 do you know what I thought? I was, you know, when we had when we were on our break, I was thinking to myself, we don't have any racing games. This is a shame. But I was like, Adrian's going to have a racing game. He loves racing games. <laughs> so why did why did you choose Excite? Kind of out of just wanting to be to have a racing a bit game. Comprehensive, yeah. Because part one of the things I wanted to have on with this alternative list of get, um, games in genres that would not usually, would not get on to a kind of greatest list. So where is pro, is pro soccer like whatever like on number 1? Yeah, pro soccer evo is number 1. <laughs> obviously. No, no actually it's FIFA 99. There you go. No. Um So yeah, excite bike. You well, I've talked about it before on a one of the podcasts. I can't remember back when, but I'm crazy about excite bike 64. I just freaking love it. I love the controls. I love the tracks. It, it even has the party mode uh with the where you play football. And where you know it's like a giant football, and you're trying to get it into the other opponent's goal. You can play it two player or four player. It's it's hilarious, whichever one, because you can't control. It. It's a massive ball. Mm-hmm. There is actually a game that I heard about recently. I can't remember what it's called on PS3. That is 
Excite Bike 64 football, but it's its own game and it's supposed to be excellent. Mm. But they obviously, but they working into, but they got yeah, but they got the idea from Excite Bike 64, and I just I just love that game. Okay. Okay, so my number four is Grim Fandango. Mm. Okay, um, I have that one on my mainstream one, but I haven't. Okay, you're making me feel like I'm like a second, I don't know, dog's dinner or something. You're like, what the hell? I think that Grim Fandango deserves to be on this on this list and quite high up. Thank you very much, Adrian. Because, because I think that Grim Fandango is probably, it's one of the strangest games I've ever played, but it's, I just felt like Tim Schafer needed to be represented. Like I had a bit of a debate in my head, Psychonauts. Yeah. Did I, you have this yes, debate? Yes, I did, yeah. And I thought to myself, I could put Psychonauts, I think Psychonauts in some ways is a better game, gameplay wise. Yeah. Because Grim Fandango has some flaws and issues like that. Oh, that it's so difficult. It's really the, hard. The puzzles. It is hard. But it's so gorgeous it's so beautiful it's the music the characters are so crazy it kind of has like i like the fact that zenda bay and grim protagonist next to each other because i feel like they have what each other doesn't lack if that makes sense they're both quite flawed games like all of the things on my list are are quite flawed but that's kind of why i love them like with grim that's exactly what this the difficult exactly but with grim pezango as much of it is as it is difficult and all of that it's just so gorgeous. Like it's so classy. It's so beautiful. It just is like a masterpiece. And and it very very much before its time. I understand mm. why why Tim Schafer would want to remake it now. The technology can do do this game service. Mm. And I just just the it's the atmosphere, atmosphere isn't it? and the environment. I just rec- I just think everyone should play it just just to try and yes have a walk through up the whole time because otherwise That's you will want thing. to kill yourself. But it is it is yeah. I, 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 we've already spoken so much about it, so I'm not gonna. Anyway, what's yeah. your number four? Um, so my number four is a bit, maybe a bit unusual, um, and I kind of put this to balance out something in my mainstream list, which didn't quite make the top five, but I had uh, number six, Super Metroid. Okay. Because um, that was a big game for me back when I first played it. Um, but for the alternative one, I, I thought there is this, this story with Metroid is that the, when the original Metroid came out. The, the team developed two games simultaneously. One was Metroid, and the other one was Kid Icarus. And Kid Icarus basically got, had a sequ- one sequel on the Game Boy, and then that was it. For 20 years, it went dark, and then there was a 3DS game, which mm-hmm. is totally unlike the original. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, whereas Metroid had all these iterations, and, and Super Metroid is the Super Nintendo one, you know, and it's had loads of games since. But I always thought that... Kid Icarus is an amazing game and it's one of my favourite NES games. And you look a bit like him as well. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't wear a toga. Um, I may look I may look like Pitt in a dressing gown, but that's besides the point. Um, so Kid Icarus is just a really cool and weird platformer and I think the thing with Kid Icarus is it doesn't really have a very good um, reputation. I don't think a lot of people like it. But why? It's really hard. It's got a really weird thing difficulty curve where it starts off. the The start of it is brutal. It's so difficult. The first two levels are impossible, and then as you get you get more health and you earn money and and you you, you can grind for money and all this stuff, and you get more power ups, and then the game becomes rapidly easier and as you get through the game it becomes much easier so that the final kind of stages are just piss easy but then what happens is at the end of the game 
you beat it and then you it starts the game over again but this time you've got all of your upgrades and all of your everything so then the first level becomes easy again i played through the game about four times in a row it, i don't know i don't know why i love this game so much but there's something really special about kid Icarus to me and i just i just like it i do the alternative history that kid Icarus had been the it game instead of metroid Okay, so my number three is Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so this, I think, I don't know why, whenever I think of Shadow of the Colossus, it does remind me of Ocarina of Time, but anyway. Well, because it's so Zelda-like. It is Zelda-like, but it's very super streamlined. It's like if you took all all story, the storyline out, if you took all, every, just everything out of a game, and you just had the pure mechanics and also beautiful, beautiful environments and beautiful, like... Well, it's just the bosses. Oh, it's so Zelda, gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Take, Zelda, take out the, the dungeons. Dungeons, the long Take out the story and you just got the boss. Monsters, everything, it's yeah. It's just bosses, yeah. No, exactly. And and I, I think there is something so brave about it. It's very brave. It's very, I mean, I, I wondered whether I should put Ico on this, but I don't think... I think Ico, again, is a very flawed game, but I think Shadow of... Uh, the Colossus is just very... Um, it's not flawed in that in that sense. I mean, I think it, it's not for everyone. I think so that some people might find it, think it's a bit too bare. But I think it's an incredible experience. And when we were playing it, I just felt so emotional about it. And I, I didn't really understand why. Um, this just the very, this very brutal and very pure. And yeah. So anyway, what's your number three? Unless you want to add something. No, I completely agree. It's just that single-mindedness, and it does it really well, really well. and really spectacularly. Yes. And it's just very impressive. So my number three is Gunstar Heroes. I knew it. I knew this was going to be on your list. That's why I didn't put it on my list. Oh, really? Were yeah. You, been, you were going to put it on yours? Yeah, I was. Why were you going to have it on your list, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know. I have I no... I would say, oh, you were, but you, you didn't. I don't put... know why exactly. I mean, you t- tell me why you put it on yours. I felt I needed to have a treasure game. Um, Gunstar is just something about it. It's so inventive. I love the um, the minecart level with the bosses. It has seven seven force, which is seven bosses in one. I love that, and I love the the final level is the dice uh, the board game, and it's just so inventive. And I love that you can play a two player and throw your partner around. And okay. I don't know. My number two is very predictable. It's Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, actually, I'm surprised that wasn't on your mainstream. Yeah, I don't think it it is. It's a, it is a very main because everyone who loves Final Fantasy doesn't normally like Final Fantasy Nine. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, they like it, but it's not their favorite. The, yeah, I mean, the ones that come up on the list are six, seven, six, and seven. Yeah. yeah. The reason why it's so high up, I, I've written so extensively about it. I don't want to bore myself as much as I want to bore everyone else. But just simply, I do think I do think it is incredibly underrated. I do think that I think that it's a, it's an RPG lovers RPG. It's very very pure RPG. It's very old fashioned, but it's got a lot of um, love and craft put into it. And I just think it's just a really really cleverly designed and you know everything's just kind of perfect about it in my opinion so yeah yeah Do, what's number two for you my number two is lilac wars aka star fox 64 oh you that is that that's that's very interesting because that's got a lot of flaws it hasn't aged terribly well <sighs> what are you talking about it's aged brilliantly brilliant brilliantly brilliant i, I love 
I love Line of Wars. I just, I, I, I mean, I've actually, I have written about it um, on the blog. Actually, I did a post and I have um, N64 Nostalgia, um, Line of Wars, because it's one of those games I played it, you know, a lot when I was a kid and really enjoyed it. I don't think I actually owned it, but um, I really enjoyed playing the multiplayer with uh, my friends. And then when I, I got it when I was 19 and really just loved it, really got into the single player. And then again, a couple of years later, once again, got into it again. And it just keeps pulling me back. I think that's what it is. It's just so well, well done, tightly crafted. And who doesn't love the, you know, the cheesy voice acting and the hilarious... Yeah, just, it has the, a whole lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. Yeah, the iconic kind of lines and char- the characters are so funny and the storyline's funny. But it's, I still find it sweet and kind of endearing, so... Yeah. yeah. It's stuck, it's stuck it's with me. It's soft-hearted. Yeah. Okay, number one. Again, this is so predictable. Come on. It's Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> because... Who doesn't enjoy swimming around for hours and hours? And who doesn't enjoy the prospect of like dungeons, but they're not really there? <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes at you. I can't. Bloody hell. Oh. <laughs> Was it really necessary to go there? We already went there. We went there before the break. Now we need to come back here. Okay. Totally unnecessary insults aside, what is your number one? Seriously. Uh, so hang on, I need to be serious about this because this is a serious... Mispredictable, come on. Shadow of Memories, obviously. Ah. Obviously Shadow of Memories. Because you want to talk about... Want... Yeah, okay, yes, thank you. Um, Because you want to talk about flawed masterpieces. This is a very flawed masterpiece. So, you know, I, I have a thing about people... Um, who are like this as well, who may seem a little bit messed up on the outside. <laughs> but, this is your taste in men. This is my taste in men. But they're, gem- <laughs> but they're, gem- but they're gems on the but they're gems on the inside. So, so first you dissed Wind Waker, <laughs> now you diss all your friends. That's just great. This podcast is brilliant. I, I have a thing for You're, people. But the thing is, I like... You've got a winning I, personality, man. I, I know. Anyway, um, so I... I really love that um, this is a, a sort of a diamond in the rough. That that's actually one of the things that I love the most about it because I had no idea. When, like first half of the game, I wasn't really expecting to be so impacted by it. But the first of it, it's quite nondescript, it's isn't fair, it? It looks so. It's so nondescript. But it's quite. But it is intriguing. I do think the it story because you got. Um, it has the di- the winning combination of time travel and multiple endings. That if you give me a game that has time um, travel and multiple endings, you're just going to see me be all kinds of happy. Like, I think I read that once in a post that you wrote. Wasn't okay. It? On Kodar. Yeah. That, that exact yeah. quote came up was like, you just want time travel and multiple endings. I do and you want. Said, yes, yes, yes exactly. But, but that's the, this is the thing. This game is not complicated. Its its graphics are terrible. It looks kind of low rent. Yes, exactly. You you know, even though it, ha- it still manages to pack an incredibly powerful emotional punch with the story and just in in general just the story and the characters and the the character histories that you and the way that everything is connected it's like a novel it's like a really well uh, plotted novel like last night actually i watched um interstellar on dvd and and i was thinking about shadow of memories because it has those same elements this idea of time travel 
and love and memories and stuff like that and it just you know, that kind of stuff just makes me feel so happy I can't even explain it to you it's because I like books it's because I'm more of a book person than a video game person oh, there you go actually I did think of, of having my list it would have been a bit lower down yes I know for me. It but I can I understand you why because it's it is the gameplay is really rudimentary it's more like a visual novel than it is a, a game really there's not much kind of game to it but the but but, ha- but hang on how could a novel or a short story or even a film be able to come up with so many different narrative possibilities and endings I get that I get there, there is no no other medium can do that nothing no other medium could have done that I accept that what you're, what you're saying but it's just that I don't think that the lack of game I think the lack of gameplay is kind of an issue ish if you if you are a stickler but I think if you're willing to accept the flaws it, it's very very rewarding experience and it's a short experience it's only like eight hours long to be honest I think I would rather have an experience that is like that closer to a visual novel than I would as much as I love it something like Grim Fandango mm. or another one that I've got on my alternative list lower down is Broken Sword yes yes I think I would prefer to have something I... closer to the visual novel where you're not getting kind of exactly stuck. Exactly, it knows who it is. It knows who it is. I'm like basically describing my perfect about... partner, like, knows who it is. Anyway, what's number one for you? My number one is Alundra, or The Adventures, oh, the, oh, the ah, adventures okay, of Alundra. Me. Okay, cool. And why? I had, you know, I had Zelda games at the top of my mainstream list, and I, I do really love Zelda games. I really love the Zelda formula. It's just a very satisfying kind mm. of. Um, I, I feel like it's. I feel like the part of the reason why Zelda games get put on on these kind of lists is because they are very well-rounded, very balanced experiences where they're sort of halfway between RPGs and and action games, uh, and they have elements of adventure games, and they have you know they they sort of bring all these things together and uh, and in a really satisfying overall package with all these different elements, and Alundra does. Well, the same thing. Alundra is is very blatant Zelda ripoff in so many ways. There's so many similarities. Uh, it's closest to the two D Zeldas, like Link to the Past and um, Link's Awakening. Um, but I think it's better than than those games, and I think it is. It's certainly the best of the Zelda rip ripoffs, and the Zelda ripoffs is actually quite a prestigious category when you think of the best ones Okami and Beyond Good and Evil I think Alundra is better than either of those I would say and um, what is it about it the storyline the characters what is it that, that sort of draws you to it the most it's actually it's all of the above I have wow. to I have to give a bit of a bit of context which is that um, what happened you know I didn't have a PS1 or, or PS2 I only had Nintendo consoles basically growing up as well as Amiga um, and um, you know when I was 18 I started going back and I got the PS1 and Alundra was one of the first games that I got for it because I heard such positive things and you know Zelda fans so it was obvious and I, I put in about 30 hours to beat it to beat the game and the 30 hours was parts of it were so challenging because it is such a hard game I love hard games and one of the things I felt was feeling at the time was that the Zelda games were quite a bit I was finding them a bit too easy a bit too predictable and here is this game that is just so hard um, and the combat is quite difficult in points and the puzzles are extremely hard and challenging and there's so many of them it's a long game um, the plot is, is actually surprisingly good surprisingly decent a very dark kind of game very serious it's like you know got. it's like you're describing your perfect partner now 
Well, there you go. Yeah, difficult, I'm... hard, <laughs> dark. <laughs> the plot is I, I've described it before. Is it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, where you you go into people's nightmares and you you try and solve them. But it also has a whole you know you do that, but then it also has an overworld that has dungeons outside of that. And it mixes all these different elements and it's got good music and it's kind of a bit creepy and, and spooky in parts, but it's also very bright and happy in other parts. And it just, yeah, it was just a fantastic game. Aww. I mean, I'm tempted, I was about to say, I've never played anything like it, but obviously that's a complete lie because... Because <laughs> it's a lot like Zelda. Because it is a Zelda game, basically. Um, but it's just a really unique twist on the formula. Please ignore the fireworks outside. <laughs> what day is it today? Oh, is it Halloween it's today? Ha- yeah, we're recording on Halloween, and we're not, and we're not, at, and we're not even doing a scary podcast. Like we're so rubbish. Ooh, there you go. There's, that your, was there's your, there's your scary fact. No, but you know what I mean. Like we're not doing a scary. We should be doing Silent, Silent Hill Project Zero podcast. You know, I'm actually surprised Project Zero uh, didn't come out. It, it, Silent it was Hill. kind of in my mind as well. I already, I kind of mentioned that Silent Hill Two was was there, and also Half Life was another thing that I was I was messing around with in my head. There mm. were lots of games. Like it was a really hard task. Like, I really don't envy anyone the task of compiling a list unless you're a very arrogant man, because it's just I just couldn't I couldn't do it. It was just really tough. Do you have any uh, any um, you know sort of notable or honourable mentions? Any want to mention quickly? Mentions. I know you just did, but any others? Uh, I'm, I'm go- I'm, I'm you have loads. I'm surprised you had Half Life. I got Half Life on mine as well. Why are you surprised? Why do you think I'm surprised you said that? I'm surprised. You well, said again, that. it's just like with. I mean, you I- know, one that actually, obviously, a big part of my life, but something that I did not put on here mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm playing Rune Factory, but Harvest Moon never really makes it very high on the list because basically, people, as you can see from my list, I'm very RPG centric, and you and you seem to have a more broader range. Well, but- mine's more action here. I mean. Yeah, but I've got light gun. Uh, sorry, rail shooters on here, like lilac walls and guns. Yeah, so the kind of and you mentioned Panzer Dragoon as well. But one of the issues I think is that things like Harvest Moon are more quote unquote girly, whatever that means. Games tend to kind of be left on the wayside. I do think that games like Harvest Moon, especially the better ones, and at the moment I'm playing Rune Factory, which I'm enjoying immensely they have a special kind of degree of balance needed in them. They're actually very difficult to like design and cohere as can be seen by the failure which is a wonderful life etc um <laughs> i actually was going to ask you then if maybe part of the reason it didn't show up was because there isn't one harvest moon that you could point to and say this one that's is, the reason it didn't show up on my list definitely. this is the defi- this is the I really yeah mm. encapsulates everything that mm-hmm. is good about the series but that's why i mentioned it it's mm. just as a franchise okay well may i thank you for presenting your your choices to me i think we've got a We've got to sit down and, and try and hash it out and try and come come up with a top ten. Or not. I mean, maybe we could just leave them separate. Anyway, that'll be for us to know and for you to find out. The, the listener. Um, Au revoir. Thank you, Adrian. That was fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> The way you put it finish dying to the nibbles. <laughs> the nibbles are so delicious. Okay. Nibbles are cool. Okay.
<laughs> I've asked Maya to produce a top 10 uh, list of, of games in the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought what? it was five! <laughs> what the hell? Okay, top five and a few extras. Good luck with editing that, Adrian.